Welcome back to the punt return. Hopefully by now you've tuned into our season previews, talking points, highlights, lowlights, etc., for the AFC divisions. Uh, if not, check in the uh, in the bank on Spotify or iTunes wherever you're listening. We've gone through the uh, the AFC divisions and had a look at every team in the AFC. So now it's the NFC's turn. Ryan, thanks again for joining us. Uh, NFC is a really interesting conference. It certainly is. It's it's certainly um, a lot more wide open than the AFC, let's say. Well, actually, it might be the opposite, but there's just less strong teams in the AFC, uh, in the NFC, isn't it? I mean, the, that's a very nice superior... way of saying there's a lot more shit teams in the NFC. There's a lot more shit teams in the NFC. Let's not sugarcoat it. You're right. And <laughs> the division race, though, is going to be interesting for, for most of them, um, especially the one we're going to start with the NFC East, where I think your boys can, can take a leap. Oh, tough. Talking tough early. But let's let's get stuck in. Let's let's start with the bookies' favorite. And I think the general favorite in the NFC East, or the NFC least, as most people like to call it, possibly the worst division in football, uh, according to most previews. But I think potentially the most interesting in that there isn't a standout division winner in this one, and there isn't a bunch of talent vying for you know, spotlight, et cetera. Uh, but there are two teams in this division that are, I guess, competing for that number one spot. But there are four teams that ultimately on their day can beat any of the others. And let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. They are America's team, or so they call themselves. But what what are they doing in Dallas? What exactly are they doing in Dallas? We know how reliant they are on Dak Prescott. They're going to be even more reliant on a second-year receiver in in CeeDee Lamb. Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup's out for a while, injured again. Uh, Look, there are a lot of question marks about this Dallas team. There's so much talent in Dallas, but there are a lot of question marks about how they uh, fit together this season. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's going to be an interesting one for the Cowboys, who, like you said, are going to be missing some key weapons early, especially with, with Michael Gallup unlikely to return until at least maybe week two or three at the very earliest. Um, after his ACL injury last season. But, yeah, Mario Cooper's gone. Seti Lamb has to be the guy. He's got to step up. Dak Prescott's going to have a have to have a career year again to, to kind of keep that Cowboys offense churning. It was the number one offense in football last year uh, by points per game and yards per game. And they also had a ridiculous amount of takeaways on defense, but yet somehow couldn't get it done in the playoffs. And that might be down to who's standing on the sideline. And I know a lot of Dallas fans are pretty – upset that Mike McCarthy's still there. And um, look, I know it's hard to sack a coach that led a team to 12 wins and, and a playoff run, but the way they kind of collapsed or were non-competitive almost in that, in that wildcard game against the Niners said a lot about Mike McCarthy, I think as a, as a, as a head coach, but uh, yeah, he's going to go around again for the Cowboys, which might help. Yeah. I can see you celebrating over there, mate, but uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Michael Parsons obviously was dominance last year. Um, the defensive rookie of the year. How does he kind of shape up for year two? Trayvon Diggs, who started the year in unbelievable fashion with a with a, an interception every week, but then really tailed off in the in the back half of the season. They're the most penalized team last year. They they just took penalty after penalty after penalty. So yeah, it's going to be a really interesting year for the Cowboys. And I actually read a stat earlier, Nick, that you'll like. They haven't actually had back to back seasons with double digit wins since ninety five ninety six which is, is, is staggering to think that, um, you know, for a team like the Cowboys who, uh, you know, like to think that they're prominent, you know, Super Bowl contenders every year, they haven't had back-to-back seasons with, with double-digit wins for almost, to hear it. almost 30 years. Like, it's 
going back a long time. And, uh, yeah, obviously they had 12 wins last year, um, absolutely shut in the NFC East. But I don't think it is the NFC least this year. I think there, there's some good teams coming up. I think we're going to see improvement from from the Eagles, who were, of course, a, a playoff team last year, which which is easy to forget. And then the um, the Giants as well, I think, could take a, a big a bit of a leap this year as well under under Brian Table and a new management there. So I certainly don't think it's the weakest division in in the NFC. Um, and even the Commanders could do something, but I'm I'm less buoyant on them. I think um, I'm probably pretty keen to play the unders on them this season at a at a at a season line level. It's it's a race in two for mine, and and the Cowboys are the bookies' favourites, but I, I've got your boys boys um overcoming them this year and taking that next step and and really becoming a um a force once again in the nfc east it's a really interesting one the cowboys and and i love giving them shit as as you know and the one thing i think about the cowboys is that they they always talk about the flashy things obviously the big plays from dak prescott and amari cooper last year cd lamb etc um you know, we've seen it from Ezekiel Elliott in the past and the Cowboys fans and, and they love it and that's great. And it's, it's probably good for football, but fuck, I hate them so much. But the the thing about the, the Cowboys is that they they concentrate on the flash and not so much on the substance. And I think Trayvon Diggs is a, is a really good example of that. And we know, you know, record takeaways, record interceptions last season, especially in that, that kind of first what 12 or 13 weeks of the season. But no one talks about the fact that he was he did not limit or restrict catches and, and yards uh, allowed at all on, on defense. You know, yes, he would, he'd have a, an interception every game, but he'd give up 115 yards. He'd give up 10 or, or 11 catches every week for, for hundred, 115 yards, 120 yards, et cetera. I mean, he was a big play machine on, on both sides of the ball, you know, last season, he, he could make a big play in terms of an interception and, and a return, et cetera but he was given up big plays week after week after week. And no one seems to talk about that. And, you know, if there's, if there's regression uh, in that interception number, then I think that you know, potentially they can get found out in that secondary, but you touched on the big thing and Mike McCarthy, is, you know, he's kind of known for this uh, over his coaching career, but, but penalties killed the Cowboys last year. Penalties killed the Cowboys. I still think Mike McCarthy is an upgrade over Jason Garrett. And I think Cowboy fans should be, should be, Please, that Jason Garrett's not the coach of, of Dallas these days. But yeah, look, they've got to get they've got to get penalties under control. Otherwise, they're they're no chance, I don't think, in this division. I think they're you know, it's really is a, a 50-50 kind of coin toss at, at the moment. But yeah, look, I, I feel like I feel like if they can if they can concentrate on some stub, substance instead of the flash, then I think they can be a really good team. But yeah, it kind of doesn't fit within their uh their mentality or their personality as a franchise and a fan base. I think they, they want to see the flash. They want to see the big play, but they're also kind of content to let it come back the other way as well, which is kind of interesting. And, and that I think is a good segue to, uh, to the Eagles, which is much more a workmanlike, hardworking, you know, you know, blue collar work hard type franchise team of the people. I think, you know, they, the Cowboys can call themselves America's team, but the Eagles, I think are the world's team. They're, they're the people's team. And uh, I think they've found a gem in, in Jalen Hurts. I was not sure this time last year. I remember, you know, in this kind of show that, that we did last year, I was not sure that Jalen Hurts yep. can be a, a, a full-time starter. And 
I think he can. I think he's shown himself to be a real leader of men. I think that he's uh, he's the perfect guy to kind of lead this next generation of, of Philadelphia Eagles offense. The one question mark is whether he can be a top 10 QB in, in the NFL. And I think, you know, they're putting the pieces around him. They've made moves. They brought in AJ Brown is a huge in, you know, something they never gave Carson Wentz uh, in, in the previous iteration of this franchise and never gave him that number one receiver. And now Hertz has essentially two of them with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Uh, and you know, Quez has been a revelation as kind of that. He was that number two receiver in the second half of, of last season. He'll now be the number three receiver with even less coverage. He's really athletic. Um, I think he can, he can make some moves. Miles Sanders is the big question. The run game is the big question, Philadelphia. And we, we know that every time they prioritize running the ball, yeah, they perform really well. It doesn't matter who's running the ball. It could be Hertz, could be Sanders, could be anyone. Um, but but they've just for some reason shied away from it. All the numbers, all the data, all the stats say that they should be running the ball more, uh, and they just haven't done it. But whether or not they can find that balance now with uh, with Brown, Smith, Watkins, uh, and and Sanders um, as that number one running back, uh, that's the, that's the big question, I think, for the Philadelphia offense. They've made moves on the offensive line. It's a, it's a massive strength of the franchise. They need to make it count. They need to protect Jalen Hurts. Um, but the one thing that worries me, it really worries me, is the hype around this offseason. They had a great draft. They've brought in A.J. Brown. They've, brought, they've made some really solid moves. And I, I just think back to you know, a decade ago, just over a decade ago, and they started talking about the dream team. They brought in Mike Vick and... You know, a bunch of other players. You're talking about LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson and the dream team. Um, and yeah, that season was a complete failure, an absolute and utter failure. And I, I just worry that the hype around the Eagles, you know, they're a workmanlike team. They're a team for the people. They don't want the hype. Don't want the hype. Just get the job done. And I really hope this hype is warranted. Uh, it's been a really strong off season, but you know, I really don't like the hype. How do you feel about my team of the people. I'm, I'm buying into the hype. I'm one of the team. I'm one of Love the it. Uh, one of the people pumping up the Eagles and, and hyping them because I, I think they are the the heir apparent as such. If there was a thing in the NFC East, I, I think they take over the mantle this year as, as the division winners. I mean, it was almost it was a race in two last year, and I I don't see it being too much different this year. But I, I certainly think the Eagles will make it a lot closer, and and that's because of that that QB one that you spoke of. I think Jalen Hurts' development. Is obviously the the key piece here. Um, if he continues on the trajectory that he showed last season, I think it's going to be a really positive year for the Eagles. That'll that'll make the playoffs once again. And of course, AJ Brown and and Devontae Smith lining up opposite each other at um, wide receiver on each end of the field. It will be pretty tantalising for Eagles fans. That offensive line standing behind that, you'll you'll feel un, you'll feel so you can you know ten feet. What was standing behind Jordan Mylata, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, those guys, they are just beasts of humans and, and, and nothing's getting past them. So I think you're built to be a really successful team. Like you said, we spoke about it at nauseam last year that you want to see them run the football a lot more. And I think, you know, behind Miles Sanders, you've got a couple of good, decent little running backs in Boston Scott and Kenneth Gamewell, who, who showed glimpses last year and, and showed that, you know, when given their opportunity, they can they can do something with it behind that offensive line. So I think the Eagles are set up for success. They've obviously um, drafted in Jordan Davis, who, you know, um, seeing some of the highlight Beast. reels and things like that, everyone's Beast. got pretty excited um, as as a pass rusher for, him, for, for the Eagles. So 
it's going to be quite a successful season. And, and it, it needs the Cowboys to regress a little bit because I, I, there, was a, there was a decent gap between the two teams last year, I'd say. But I think that's made up pretty quickly with, with um, the additions I just mentioned, plus that leap we're going to see from Jalen Hurts. I think I'm all in on, on Jalen this year. Uh, I think he's going to have a, a huge season and the Eagles can really be dangerous. So, yeah, I've got them as my division champions. Very interesting. Very interesting. I, I don't know what to think about the hype. I don't know what to think. I, it, it's funny because it's the first it's the first off-season following a draft that I've gone in thinking how he's made all the moves that he needed to move. Yeah. Every year I go in thinking, God, we've got so many holes in this team. And this year I feel like we went into that draft and we made the, made the trade for for AJ Brown, the pick of Jordan Davis, I think was an inspired pick. Uh, the, the trade back, obviously, the, you know, getting the, the later picks back for, for Brown was big. But even even picks like um, Cam Jurgens, who who looks like he's he's going to be a solid backup at least for the next year or two uh, at the center position and, and guard and that sort of stuff, and and then potentially step into a, a full time starter role in in a year or two. Like, I just feel like everything's lining up for the Eagles, but. That's that's always been the issue. Is that when everything lines up, we tend to blow it, and and hopefully, hopefully we don't blow it this time. But Jalen Hurts, yeah, I've completely changed changed my opinion on Jalen Hurts. I think he's a really really impressive human being and, and a really impressive leader. Um, and the the only question mark is whether he can take that next step. I think he I think that he's now an, at the very least an NFL quality starter at quarterback. The the question mark is whether he can be a top fifteen top ten QB in the league. And that's yet to be seen. But even if he can be you know, top 15, you know, 15th, 16th best QB in the league, I think that puts Philadelphia in a, in really good stead for uh, for this season. The commanders, you mentioned that the new kids on the block, the new team in Washington. Uh, I don't recognize this team. They're uh, the commanders. It's uh, interesting, interesting times in Washington, as it has been for a number of years. But <laughs> there, I mean, we, we spoke in an earlier episode about franchises like the Raiders and the Browns. And I mean, Washington have to be up there in, in terms of the most incompetent franchises in, in history, surely. It certainly is. And, and look, they've, they've made some interesting moves again in the off season. Um, namely that, uh, that, that name, they're going to be called the, I would prefer just keeping him as the football team, but um, the commanders anyway, that, that's what they'll be <laughs> your, called. Your old, team. your old team. <laughs> yeah, my old team. They're so bad. I had to jump off, but uh now nah, look, commander it, from birth. Yeah, that, I don't think so. But um, you know, we talked about at length last year how good their defense was supposed to be after we saw them, you know, make the playoffs of the year before behind that defense, and it was only meant to get better last year, but it was actually torn apart, uh, especially early in the season. They they kind of got their things together a little bit towards the end of the season, um, but you know, news that Chase Young's going to miss the first month of the season was pretty devastating. For their defense, they've obviously got some other key pieces there. That that was the key area where they were falling, well, struggling last year. And, and not to mention, obviously, the quarterback play by um, Tyler Haneke, who did he, he did his darn best, but um, he obviously wasn't quite up to it where where you know you need to be to be a, a playoff caliber quarterback in, in the NFL. Yeah. And I don't know if the there his replacement is is you know, that person either, Carsten Wentz, we saw, again, we saw some flashes of some good games last year. We saw some absolutely diabolical moments in true Carsten Wentz fashion last year. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. Obviously, they've got an absolute stud at wide receiver in Terry McLaurin, um, who's, you know, 
who's itching for a quarterback, a good quarterback to throw him the ball. And they brought in um, um, a rookie in Jahan Dotson who, who looks ready to go and, and could be a really, um, you know, nice piece for Carson Wentz. But he, it's just going to be up to Carson Wentz and which Carson Wentz shows up, I suppose. But, yeah, I, I, I really think – I know that the def- defense is supposed to be good, but after seeing what we saw last year, I, I really don't have any faith in – in them having a big bounce back year. And, and to be honest, I, I don't see them kind of winning more games than they did last year, which is, um, I think it was around the, um, what did they win last year? I think they won six or something, mm. seven, in fact. So, yeah, their line at the moment is seven and a half. I, I can't see them getting anywhere near that this year. I, I think they'll be a five or six win team at best. So I, I think they'll be the bottom of the division and quite comfortably at that. So I, I'm, I'm quite bullish on a season prediction of unders. If you are into playing any of that kind of over-unders, I think um, I don't think they'll be getting anywhere near seven and a half wins. Interesting. I, I also agree unders, but I'm, I'm not sure that they finish last in the, in the division. I think the next team that we'll, we'll talk quickly about. But you're right. I mean, that that defense, we, we spoke at length in preseason last year about this this Washington defense and, and the damage they could do. And they were so underwhelming. I mean, the, the amount of talent they've got, you mentioned Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. I mean, that 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 defense could be so scary. Like they 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 can do a lot of damage, but they were super underwhelming last season and, and just didn't perform up to the you know, the level of the talent of the names that they've got uh, in that unit. And, and I think that was really disappointing for, for Washington fans because they know that the talent's there. They just couldn't put it together. Carson Wentz is an interesting one. I, th- I think he's clearly an upgrade on, on Taylor Heineke, but I mean, how much of an upgrade is the question whether, whether Carson Wentz can ever get back to that MVP caliber season from uh, the, the Super Bowl run uh, before his ACL is, is the question. And, and it's a shame because he was, he was a really good quarterback and, and I, I, I backed him for a long time. I uh, thought maybe yeah, playing with uh, with Frank Reich in, in Indy would do the do the the trick and and potentially get him back to that level, but it just it just didn't. Um, and so whether or not, you know maybe that was the maybe that was the outlier that season. Uh, and, and this is this is just who Carson Wentz is. Uh, you know we'll we'll see. But I think he's I think he's an NFL quarterback uh, at the very least. But you know w- where they really need to improve. You know, they've got the, the known quantity. They've got the known talent on defense and that's their calling card. It had been their calling card for the two or three years prior. Um, you know, sacks, tackles, chasing, pressure, blitz, etc. cetera. Uh, and they just weren't there last season and, and they could have done so much more in the NFC East last season had that defense kind of come to play week after week and they just didn't. And it was disappointing for, for Washington fans of the football team, but the New York Giants are really interested to hear your thoughts about the Giants because I think we're on similar pages but different outcomes for, for this Giants team. I'm, I'm not sure I'm as bullish on them as you are. I think they, they're going to see an improvement. I think Brian Dayball is the right man for the Giants. I think it's taken them a while to get to the right man. They've gone through a couple of coaches over the last few years. Brian Dayball is, is a great offensive mind. We've seen what he got out of Josh Allen over the years in, in Buffalo. I mean, he was the man that elevated Josh Allen in Buffalo. Uh, and you look at the skill set of Daniel Jones in New York and yeah, obviously Josh Allen's MVP caliber quarterback, you know, we're talking about him for the last two or three years as you know, a tier one QB in the NFL. Daniel Jones is nowhere near that level, but they've got a similar tool set and skill set. And I feel like Brian Dayball can get the best out of Daniel Jones to the point that, you know, the Giants could be, 
average, if not better, on offense. And, and that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I've got higher, higher hopes in for the Giants than yourself, I think, because, look, they're not going backwards this from last year. They only won four games last year. They, they've obviously gutted the, the front office with head coach and GM and everything else kind of moving away now. Um, Daniel Jones has got one more year to show him, show everyone that he is the guy that, you know, they drafted. And, and to be honest, took a quite a big punt on him at the time. He, they surprised plenty by taking him, I think it was pick five or six or something, um, you know, a few seasons ago now. But he's yet to really – he's shown glimpses like, like a lot of other quarterbacks that are selected that early have. And he – I don't know. I watched a bit of their preseason game last, um, last time out and he looked really good where he made – I think it was 11 or 12 passes in a row. He looked, um, you know, calm. He, he made the right decisions. They, the offense was kind of geared up for that. They, they, Ryan Dayball's already kind of looked like he's already adjusted a few things in that regard. So he's got some good weapons around him. He's got Kenny Golladay, of course, who we know can be, a, you know, a thousand yard um, per season kind of receiver. They've got Kadarius Tony, who could be absolutely anything. He showed some glimpses of some real talent last year and, you know, providing he can stay healthy, I think he could have a, a really, really big year. They've obviously got a healthy Saquon Barkley for the first time in a long time. Who on course. his day is 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 an absolute um, superstar. And and I, I I'm not as I'm not as um yeah I'm not as down on Daniel Jones as many. I, I think he's a, he's got he's got the talent there. He, he's got all the kind of um you know attributes to to be a successful quarterback and. I think this season he can he can take another step. I, I w- wouldn't put him in the, um, you know, as far as saying that they can challenge for a, for a title, a division title that is. But I certainly think they're going to be better than the Commanders, and I think um, you know it's realistic to see the Giants pushing for seven eight wins this season if 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 they play their cards right and and all things go to plan. But I'm not not sure sort of bullish on them, but I'm certainly more confident in them than yourself by the sounds of it. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure they get too much more than the four wins from last year. Uh, I think there's still a lot of question marks. I think defensively, there are a lot of question marks around the Giants. Uh, one of the questions is, is uh, you know, their number one, their number one pick from the last draft, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I mean, they, they were talking about him as a, as a potential number one overall pick. Uh, he slid to, slid to the Giants at five, but, you know, we, we know that he, he had a, a minor knee injury. I think it's a PCL. Uh, and they're expecting him to be out somewhere between four and six weeks. He could could be back for week one. I mean, that's probably a stretch, but week two, week three is probably more realistic. If they can get him back early enough, then I think that he's a real possibility for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, he's seen Dr. James Andrews. I don't know if, if any AFL fans are, are listening to this podcast. He's the, uh, the knee specialist that a lot of the superstar AFL players travel to the States to see for their... Uh, ACL injuries and, and, and other types of knee injuries, uh, chronic knee injuries, etc. Uh, he's you know, world specialist, world world famous knee uh, specialist, and and he's you know, the right man for for this guy. But I think there are too many question marks over, over this team from top to bottom. I mean, I, I expect more out of Daniel Jones, like you. Uh, I think that Brian Dayball is the right choice, um, but I, I think that he might need more than one season to, to kind of get things rolling and. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot that needs to change. I think from a mentality perspective, in New York, and and I think there's still a still a fair way behind uh, the other three, um, including the, the commanders in this division. I think I think they still prop up the, the division. But in terms of winning the NFC East, are you on uh, you on my boys? 
I'm on the birds, Nick. I'm on the birds. I think the Eagles win it. Yeah, I think it's a for me. It's Eagles over the Cowboys in a pretty tight race for that NFC East crown. I think the Giants um, ahead of the Commanders, um, rounding out the four. But uh, yeah, I think the Eagles can do it. I've got the Commanders ahead of the Giants, and I hate to say it. But I'm on the Eagles too, and that really worries me. Thanks for tuning in. That is the NFC. So we'll be back shortly with the NFC West. Go Birds.